guys, what's going on here? Scals, joined by the fellas. Um, we got Shadow. What's going on, Shadow? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to uh, Up the Top here tonight. Uh, we're doing a review on Crown Jewel. I am joined by Prince, Cam, and Nate. I'm here as well, just yeah. not on not on camera tonight. <laughs> it's very odd not to have a uh, man on camera for once. Right. But uh, <laughs> before we get started on uh, our, our reviews of Crown Jewel, I just want to say, if you enjoy wrestling and you are a critic of it like most of us are, which is fair, <clears throat> can we stop using the word botched? The word botched has no place in the wrestling community at this point. I am tired of hearing, oh, that was a botched fest, that was a botched fest. It's live TV. They make mistakes. They're human. Can we just leave it be at that now? Like, I am absolutely tired of it. If you watch professional sport, and we'll, we'll go basketball, someone alley-oops a ball and the other person misses it, is that a botch? No. That's a mistake. Or a miss. We need to stop this bullshit. We need to be better and use terminology properly. Anyways, I'm done with that little rant. Let's get into the show, guys. <clears throat> so, how did you guys think the event in Saudi was this year compared to any other year? Let's go Prince to start off here. So, this is my first uh, Crown Jewel um, pay-per-view. So, I am in the process of going back to last year's Crown Jewel to watch that. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not fully into that that show, um, I on the AJ Styles match. So right now, that pay-per-view so far has been decent. The uh, best match so far is um, Rollins and, and Edge. But for this pay-per-view right here, I enjoyed this pay-per-view so much that as of right now, until I finish 2021, I'm giving this a rating of seven. Okay. I thought it was really great. The matches, time-wise, was timed perfectly. Uh, the main event, even better amount of time. And this show, this show, completely was fantastic. All right. Thank you, uh, Cam. How about you? Uh, well, today, so this time I came prepared. You know, I got notes on every match that happened at Crown Jewel. Um, I have horrible memory, so but I, mean, I wrote everything down just so I wouldn't forget and you know have a rating yeah. of everything that happened. But um, I would say this was easily the best Crown Jewel show we got. I mean, I was sitting there watching it and I'm like, this is literally like Saudi Arabia's like WrestleMania, essentially. Like it, it was a fantastic show. So ten out right. of ten, for absolutely phenomenal. Fair, Nate. How about you? So, I'm, I'm with Cam in that this was easily the best Saudi show that they've had. Um, you can scratch the card, you know, top to bottom, dig through it, and there was not a bad match on the card. It was all, every match was executed very, very strongly. Um, even Braun and Omos pleasantly surprised me, I, I, will, I will say that also. Um, it was a, probably one of the top three or four pay-per-views we've seen this year. Um, every match felt like it mattered. 
Um, and I mean, there was some questionable booking, yeah, but we can get into that later. Uh, I give this a solid B plus, like eight, eight point five out of ten. All right, how about you, Matt? So, overall, this was the best Saudi show, and that is improvement from the one that they had earlier this year, because that was the best up until this point. So the shows just keep getting better and better every time they come out. Um, card, solid, top to bottom. Was pleasantly surprised, like Nate said, with their Braun Omos match. Um, I also thought there were some questionable booking decisions, so me and Nate are actually right on point with a lot of what he's saying. So. Uh, Alright, for uh, me. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Nope, I'm done. For me, I thought it was by far the best we've ever seen there. Because, to be fair, and I'm sure a lot of people in the wrestling community will agree, this just typically was, oh, throw it away. Nobody cared. Like, mm. we didn't care. Like, there was no reason to be there. There was no this or that. But this booking, to me, up and down the card was just a, it was just great. Some questionable decisions, but we'll get into that as the show goes on here. Um, but overall, for me, I'm giving it a 9. <clears throat> so with that said... Let's get into... We're going to go in order of the matches. Uh, we'll start off with Matt, then go Nate, Cam, Prince, myself. Um, let's go Lashley, Brock. Thoughts? Okay, before I start, thank you, Hustler, for the sub. Appreciate it. <clears throat> so, I actually was impressed in this match. I like how they gave Lashley all of the offense. Like, it started off before the match started... He took uh, Brock's knee out, and I like how they focused on Lashley just beating him down, and then Braun, uh, Brock using something he normally doesn't do, just something quick, easy, and surprised Lashley. Um, overall, I'm going to give this match a uh, 3.5 out of 5. Wow, okay. Nate. Well, I'm kind of on the same level there, so... I like that they took a little bit of a different approach to it. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are two guys who, in real life, would probably put on a hell of a fight. It is, it's meat slapping, is what it is. It was a great meat slapping fest, you know, one of the best kinds of matches. Big E was probably smiling at home watching this match. Um, that being said, Brock Lesnar is a criminally underrated seller. He managed to do an F5 putting all of his weight on one leg. I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh, he was not hitting on that yeah. leg. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely phenomenal seller, Brock Lesnar. Always has been. So, When he wants to it, be. Right. And it, I feel like when Brock is motivated, and I think Brock's been more motivated the last two years than he has his entire career. I think that's obvious. Correct. Um, when he's more motivated, he is so much more fun to watch, and he will put on a good match with anybody that he gets in the ring with. That being said, Brock and Bobby put on a show. Great way to start. I'd say it's a 3.5 also. All right, all right. Cam. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, Matt and Nate. Um, I thought this was a pretty good match. And, and I'm honestly glad that it didn't go like a typical Brock match where it's like suplex, 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 then F5, kick out, suplex, you know, just repetitive move spamming or whatever that we typically see from Brock or whatever. It actually, uh, there, there was actually variety in this match or whatever, so. And, and yeah, of course, uh, Brock is, he's obviously, they're both warriors, obviously. 
for Brock to hit an F5 off one leg was absolutely amazing. Um, right. So the only the only thing I have a problem with with this match, I think, is just the ending. Um, I definitely didn't see that coming. I didn't, definitely didn't see it ending that way. But I get right. why it ended the way it ended because, of course, they're probably going to have a, a third match, obviously, probably at Survivor Series, I'm assuming. Um, so I would say this is a I – w- I would give it a three. I would give it a three out of ten. All right. Prince. Uh, so, for lastly, he did a great job in this match, seeing how he handled Brock, seeing how Brock handled it. I felt like Brock did a solid job. They both did. Um, I felt like I'm, I'm, I'm glad with the outcome. I just felt like the match felt a little too short. I, I mean, it was a fan. It was great for what it was. It was. I just thought it would have been. I'm gonna nitpick real quick. I'm. I thought it would have been a lot longer. It, it felt like it didn't last as long as it should have. Right. But solid match. Bobby did a bang up job. Seeing how Brock handled that right out the gate. I mean, Jesus Christ, freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'll agree with Cam and Nate on the uh, rating. Okay. Me personally, I thought Brock made Bobby look phenomenal. Like, I don't think Bobby needed it because Bobby's just Bobby. Like He's a phenomenal worker. But Brock, considering what we all know of Brock over the last 10 years at this point, he's not much to allow wrestlers to really work him, if you will. He wants to be the one to work over them. And for, for Brock to let you do that, it's a huge compliment to you as a superstar, in my opinion. Uh, but Bobby, I feel, has earned a lot of uh, Lesnar's respect across all boards, considering they both MMA, both college athletes, uh, Bobby being a veteran. I believe he is a veteran, right? Am I wrong there? Yes. Bobby yes, he is. Thank you. Um, so, to me... The match was good. The match itself, I'd give a three and a half, four. The ending, I didn't quite understand. So that brings it down to a solid three for me. Just because I feel like the ending was weird. I felt like Bobby had that. It really did. Right. But like Cam had said, it sets up for the the third match now as as a rubber match, which is needed. Right. So hopefully we get that at War Games, but we'll cross that bridge when we uh, get to War Games. Right. See, I, right. I like so, the ending because right. it was different. It was something we don't see in matches between big. two big men like that. Yeah, that's fair. The match only went All six right. minutes, so it was good for what it was. I thought it actually went longer than that. I just had to look it up. Mm-hmm. That was a six mile hug game. felt longer than that. But hey, that's good. That's how you want right. it to feel. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was longer than that. <laughs> so now we're going we're gonna to go reverse order here now. Uh, we're going with the women's tag. Um, me personally, super confused on why they had them lose Monday then. Uh, I thought it set up something different that we'll talk about later in the card here. But um, the match itself was, in my opinion, really well done. Um, there wasn't too many mistakes that I could catch. 
Um, just before there, uh, Bray Wyatt alluding to Alexa Bliss was interesting. Um, so overall, like they 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 competed well. Like the, it seemed motionless. Uh, Nikki Cross getting involved was a little eh for me, but um, I'm gonna give it a solid three and a half out of five. Prince. So. I felt Alexa Bliss. All right, so all 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 the uh, competitors did really great, but I felt Alexa Bliss did that type of job where it was even better than all of them combined. Honestly, uh, I felt Alexa did properly. That match was great, but like you said, uh, friggin'. Damage control dropping the titles just to pick it back up was pointless. And just like you said, it's something else that I thought was going to be set up for later, which, yeah. But the match was really great. Um, I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. Damn. Oh man, are you kidding? Like this was an awesome match. I didn't expect this out of these four women uh, for sure. Uh, for a match that uh, I kind of figured wouldn't really be any different from Raw or any other time they've they've wrestled so far for tag titles, it was amazing. This match was awesome. Um, and can we talk about Asuka and Alexa? I mean, I don't know when they became a cohesive unit, but they worked well together. They were hitting tag team moves all over the place. I thought that was amazing. And of course, Alexa Bliss, I gotta talk about Alexa Bliss. This is the this is the first time in I think a while that I've seen Alexa look so good. Uh, she hit that tornado DDT out of the corner. Uh, she hit another like uh, swinging momentum DDT uh, later later in the match, whatever. She looked amazing. She looked awesome. Um, as far as Nikki Cross getting involved, I'm the opposite of Shadow. I thought that was amazing because it's, it's playing into another story because, you know, her and uh, Alexa used to be friends or whatever, so that's probably setting up um, a side feud for Alexa away from Oscar with a uh, feud with Nucky Cross. But yeah, this match was uh, amazing. The ending, however, I saw it coming because, I don't know, it, it it doesn't really make a lot of sense for Oscar and Alexa Blitz to win the match on Raw and then to have the whole visual of the fireworks going off, you know, the big send-off or whatever. Just for them to lose it, lose the titles again a few days later at the pay-per-view, I don't understand that. But um, other than that, man, I got to give this match uh, 8.5. It was amazing. Absolutely. All right. Nate? So, the, this match was very surprising to me. Um, I didn't think the title change on Monday was necessary whatsoever. I think Dakota and Io should have just held on to them. They didn't even have to have that match on Monday for this one to happen. That being said, we have we know Io Sky, Dakota Kai, Asuka. We know they're in ring workers. They're world-renowned ring workers. Alexa Bliss has never been that one to bust out a five-star match. You know what I mean? She's a person who is in total control of her character, cuts amazing promos, sells merch. You know, she was never, like... Uh, a Bret Hart type, or you know, but in watching this match, I watched it twice. I watched it yesterday again. Um, she was the star of this match. Alexa Bliss was the absolute star of this match. Those DDTs that she hit, credit to Dakota Kai for selling the shit out of them. <laughs> um, and I think she hit Eo Sky with one also. But 
she was the star of that match, and I think that Triple H is going to see that. I think she's going to end up with some kind of renewed push. I would love, excuse me, I would love to see her in an extended feud with any of those members from Damage Control. I would love to see that. Um, so that match was fantastic. I would say probably four out of five for me. So, first off, Cam, I love what's on your TV. It's I keep looking at it because right now it has gold dust, and it just brought me back. <laughs> um, when when you were in high school? Yes, when I was in high school during the best era of professional shit. wrestling. <laughs> just saying, Matt, Matt's old as shit. Um, in regards to this match, like Nate was saying, Alexa was the star, head and shoulders above the rest. In regards to what Scarlison is saying in the chat, um, they said they wanted to know wh uh, why this match even, why they even had the cha title change here. And it's probably because of wo what Woe said, that they wanted to have at least one title change in Saudi. Right. My, my response to that was this was the wrong titles to be changed. Um, and what they're doing with Nikki Cross going after Alexa, I think that's how Alexa's going to get back with Bray. Because the first time it happened, she was teaming with Nikki Cross. Right. And now all the little hints are happening again. Alexa's getting distracted again in the interview. I think Nikki's going to bring out the dark side of Alexa again. And I think that actually would lead to them being a tag team this time, though. Right. So, overall with this match, though, I thought they were actually going to keep the title, so I was surprised that it happened. Um, but overall, I got it a 4 out of 5. Alright, fair enough. So, uh... <clears throat> coming back around this time. Uh, Steel Cage match. Thoughts? Um... I feel this probably was one of the worst matches on the card. If, right. If there really is a bad match. Um, I just don't like the fact that Scarlet keeps getting involved with every match, and it's the same thing. <clears throat> the match at Extreme Rules, she pepper sprayed them. This time, she did it to Drew and the ref. I mean, I like the outcome of this match because that's what I thought was going to happen. Drew needed the win in order to keep this feud going on to have one more match between the two. I like how it happened. Um, it told the story that he wasn't just he just wasn't quick enough, and Drew was the smarter of the two. So I do right. like how that happened. Um, but I'm gonna give this match a three point two five out of five. Okay, Nate. Um, I, I might be in the minority here who really enjoyed most of this match. Um, the interference from Scarlet was pointless, and I think that's been way overdone already also, so I do agree with that. However, take her out of the equation. These two actually put on a really good match inside the cage. They used the cage to, you know, the way you would expect someone to use the cage. That superplex spot was awesome. Um, and the ending was actually pretty creative. I, I liked the way the match ended where Drew McIntyre climbed out and Scarlett tried to get, you know, Karrion to crawl across to her to pull him out. And 
I guess Carrie Cross is not good at pulling out. So I think they did a great job <laughs> with that match. I would say because of the interference, it draws it back. The Maces, it wasn't, it didn't work the first time, didn't work this time. I would say probably a three out of five for that match. All right, Mr. Notebook. Your thoughts? Well, uh, man, I, I honestly thought this match was amazing. Uh, I thought it was much better than their uh, trap match they had at Extreme Rules. It definitely highlighted Carrying uh, Cross's strengths. I think you have to have these these matches with stipulations, uh, these more violent kind of you know barbaric kind of matches to really bring out his uh, in-ring presence and his, his strengths there. Uh, so I just think Karrion Cross is just going to get better and better every time we see him in the ring. Um, obviously, I saw Drew winning this match for the rubber match probably at uh, War Games. So I thought it was great. Uh, as far as, I didn't really think too much about Scarlett getting involved. I'm not surprised she got involved. I mean, that's kind of her role with Karrion Cross at this point. Um, but they definitely have to have a stipulation where she's not in the equation, where she can be, you know, geez, I don't know, in a shark tank or something. I don't know. Lock her up and throw away the key so she can't get out. Hold on. We're not just going to skin the fact that you just said throw her in a shark tank. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, shark tank, whatever. She's a beautiful woman. You do not throw her in a shark tank, sir. You know what I mean. Stripper pole? Shark cage, whatever. You, you put her in a cage that has a stripper pole? Is that what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so she's not a part of the, the equation, and it's just carrying across and Drew. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought this match was great. All right. um, typically, I, I rate these matches at a 10 when I do, do it on TikTok. But, um, yeah, I gave this match a 7. So so a 7 on the scale of 5 that we're using is about a 3.53. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I know we do it differently. It's just, I don't know, just, we've always done I, it. I'm still a newbie, so, you know, I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, Prince. So, I'm cool with the with the outcome. I picked Cross to win, but that's cool that you won. I'm happy with that either way. Uh, I'm giving this match three. Like Cam said, the whole um, Scarlett being involved because that's her role. Not really that big of an issue with it. Uh, for the if they obviously if they're gonna do another match, then make the stipulation where she gets involved, then. Drew automatically wins or something like that, you know. Don't please don't do a shark cage. <laughs> please don't. You mean shark tank? Shark tank, shark cage, shark tank. Don't. Yeah. I meant to say shark cage, obviously. I know. <laughs> Still funny. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's fair. Um, <laughs> me personally. I liked the match. It went back and forth, and it went well. I feel like some spots were super slow. Again, that plays into their style, though. Um, I'm not. I like the fact that we have a different element in in Scarlet, but at the same time, you built Cross to be this monstrous. Like I, I'll say, light heavyweight because I don't think he's a heavyweight, and. You need his wife to constantly interfere. It kind of gets irritating a little bit. Um, but I'm happy with the outcome. Like I think we all said on the, even the 
the uh, predictions. Drew needed the match. Drew needed the win. <clears throat> um, but it's going to set up for something bigger. It's going to have to be a stipulation match now. It's going to revolve around Scarlet somewhere. Has to. Uh, I felt the ending fell flat, in my opinion. Like, yes, creative. It was great. But, like, it was anticlimactic, in a sense. Mm-hmm. At least my opinion on it. Liked it, but I'm just going to give it a three. I think that's a fair number to put it at. <clears throat> okay. So, the next match that we're going to go into is the Judgment Day versus the OC. And <clears throat> I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a well-rounded six-person tag match. I didn't like the whole Rhea look yesterday. I, I get what she was going for, and I get what the whole thing was. I just, I don't know. I just don't like the whole look, I guess. But that match was just great. I thought the spots were great, timed well, made everybody look good. With the winner being, <coughs> excuse me, Judgment Day, it was good. Um, for me, I'm giving it a four. Prince. Give this match a 4.5. I love the match itself. I thought OC and Judgment Day did a great job. And the reason why I get four is because Rhea Ripley was there. <laughs> Rhea Ripley Bobby, is huh? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. I have to. Rhea is Poppy. I have to acknowledge Poppy. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Don Don gets what he wants. Lucky bastard. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam. Um, yeah, I like this match. Uh, it was nothing spectacular, I don't think. I think it might have been one of the weaker links on the card. Uh... I mean, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing spectacular would happen. It kind of like the steel cage match. It. I'm kind of tired of Rhea getting involved without the OC um, having a female answer to that. That's just kind of annoying. So, uh, the Judgment Day winning. I believe I picked the Judgment Day winning on predictions. Um, which is so. So yeah, them winning is not surprising, honestly. I will have to point out though. I don't. I don't know if Dominic got a single move of offense then I mean he was just getting hit with the kitchen sink which I thought was hilarious like he literally was getting thrown around left and right so that was hilarious. I think that's good though I mean in a sense that would be him earning his his, his dues, dues in my opinion yeah. right 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 so gotta gotta earn him some kind of way I guess um, but as far as the overall match um, I'll give it a four four five four out of five alright Go on, Nate. Yo, I thought this match was booked to perfection. The OC is a team that has built credibility and recognition across the world. The Judgment Day is this new faction that's still trying to find its footing, honestly. Like, they needed a statement victory like this. They got it. Um, everyone looked great. Carl Anderson is underrated. Um... Dominic got thrown around like a rag doll, and I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I think 
Dominic has been used absolutely perfectly since his heel turn. I would not change a thing about the way he's been booked since then. I think he's been great. He's been an excellent heel. And he hasn't had a microphone in his hand enough to annoy me. So, not really much I can complain about Dominic lately. I thought the match itself was phenomenal. No pun intended, I guess. <laughs> um, great booking from top to bottom. I liked the Rhea Ripley dig on Beth Phoenix. I think Beth Phoenix is ultimately going to be the one who steps in to help. Um, where Edge fits into that scenario, I don't know. Whether the Judgment Day recruits a new member or whether they just have Beth and Rhea go one-on-one, -on -one, I don't know. But I think that's where or we're maybe, Or maybe, sorry to cut you off, or maybe Beth just helps out the OC with the Rhea problem. We don't need an Edge in there. I mean, yes yeah. and no. Um, it's They did seem like they left some strings hanging there so like does edge need to keep feuding with judgment day no if they want to i'm sorry to cut you off but uh if they if they want to do the long haul the long story they could easily have they could easily stretch this out till i don't know wrestlemania time and have Rhea versus beth at wrestlemania if they really if they really wanted to go that route i, I wouldn't know. hate that idea um i just i don't know where edge fits into it because you know beth phoenix if she's coming back she's coming back with edge after what happened uh, it would just—it just makes too much sense. So, where that fits, because that leaves somebody as an odd man out, and I don't know who that would be. Could be a uh, rumble. Fit in by being beside uh, Beth Phoenix during the match, and I uh, have Dom be by the side of Rhea. I mean, I think I think that could be something, because they got they got that little issue that they had before. Right. I do think I want this feud to end with. Edge being pinned by Finn Balor or Damian Priest. I think what we're gonna see. I'm not trying to cut you off. I do apologize. Oh, you're good. Um, I think what we see is a Rumble match to mix tag Dom and Rhea versus Edge and and uh, Beth. I don't hate that idea either. And and I hate to say it, but I think Edge eats the pin from Dom. I yeah. don't hate that either, actually. Edge. Edge I mean, Dom, Edge Dom could use it. Dom, Dom could use it, right? So, I mean, Dom's already pinned AJ. And Edge is bulletproof. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would say four out of five for this match. But, yeah. So, first things first. I love the fact that they, one, called Carl Anderson Machine Gun. Mm-hmm. Love oh, the yeah, fact that they called Gallows... Doc. Love that they mentioned Bullet Club. They said New Japan never open weight championship. Which means he didn't have to give up the belt for this event. Which is a which is a shock in itself because New Japan just changed their rules for him. And for WWE. Right. But I think that was WWE smoothing over the double booking. And doing the right thing. And I, understand, them I understand that. But does that mean there's a possibility that things can happen in the future more with New Japan? Because to have I mean, all that happen at once is I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> I think WWE would do a much better job of educating its fan base on who New Japan is than AEW does. I was just going to say that, yeah. I will say that. AEW just expects you to know all these people. 
and for for some of the people for some of the people you would but for some of these other people you're not going to know who these people are like why why is i hate to get i'm going off on a rant here but why is shipada wrestling in aw when he can't get cleared in new japan right what does that tell you about (laughs) okay that's for another time (laughs) right but i'm just saying like that's like you had on Twitter after the event was over, you had I can't think of his name right now. Shh, just went out of my mind. Will Osprey comment on how great the event was, and it's like you rarely see that from people in New Japan say anything oh, yeah. about WWE. And I think right. it's I think it's because of them bringing in. Gallows and Anderson again, and I think that's right. gonna that's gonna lead to the relationship to where something else can happen. Right. Overall, in this match, going back, I'm gonna get back on track now. This match, to me, was a 3.75. I loved everything about this match. I loved the way they did things. Um, I liked Rhea saying it was an homage to the late great. Beth Phoenix insinuating that she's never coming back I do like that little thing um right to me I don't think Edge comes back and does this anymore as much as they're teasing Beth Phoenix to be the person I think this is where Tegan Knox fits in if she if she's on her way back to WWE as reported this is where she would fit in perfectly because of her history with Rhea and that's that idea at all and that's how you can make this because there, there's talk of doing the five on five for the for the war games matches. I thought that was confirmed. It, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. They confirmed that it's five on five. If you do five on five, if you have Edge and Beth with that, who else is going to fit in for the Judgment Day? There's no other person that they're going to pull in for that. It's kind of weird. Right. So I think no, this. I, I think the direction they're going is going to be Bloodline versus somebody. Right, which I think is going to be great. Um, well, until we but, find out the injury yeah, that happened, I was just going to say we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the injury later. <laughs> um, but overall, I think this match was what it was. I was happy that Judgment Day won, even though I felt that the OC did need to win more since they just came back. Okay, before we go into the latter half of the show here. Just want to touch up on some New Japan stuff that I keep came to mind during that conversation. So there's potential that the Royal Rumble is going to be 40 people this year, both mm-hmm. men's and women's. Okay, you can bring in some New Japan guys. Again, would work great. Um, I also just read something that Nick Aldis's contract ends on January 1st. Another, another thing too is. You you were saying Osprey commented on Crown Jewel. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. So. He absolutely did. Um, he tweeted about the main event and said it was I, a great show. He. I understand. <laughs> it seemed like he wanted to wrestle Paul. Honestly, I, I completely <laughs> understand that it's very. Hmm, how do I say this? It's very obvious that the elite are staying in AEW or Ring of Honor, whatever way this is going. But. I think with Osprey and a few New Japan guys looking at WWE the way they are right now, 
it's opening Kenny's and Matt and Nick's eyes and with the way they pre- presented Cody to the WWE Universe again so I don't say we need the elite in WWE but I think they're heavenly maybe weighing their options now with contracts coming up I, I could probably see Kenny Omega being the one to go out of those three I'd love to see Omega, like I'd love to see Omega and Rollins. Like I really I, want to I see don't that. Think the Young Bucks are completely out of the uh, the possibility of heading over there either. I mean, especially Gallows and Anderson are back, and if Gallows and Anderson, it seemed like they had burned that's a the, lot of. Well, not. It seemed like they were never going to come back. And that's the connection like, between everything, right there. Those two. And that that kicker is, if Gallows and Anderson can repair their relationship with WWE. Why can't the Young Bucks forge a new one? Right. Like, everyone wants to work for Hunter now. Maybe not everyone, but it WWE is it is that great match to go again. And, and it, it's just we thought it was going this way, and now it's going this way. What were we saying, Kim? My only issue with the elite possibly wanting to go to WWE is it, is it the fact that and Nate, you're probably not going to like this next statement, but like. It, it's, it's the fact that the Young Bucks, I just, it, they have an ego situation, and I just don't feel like Triple H is going to play that game. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not going to put up with that. That's why I don't see, like, CM Punk coming back, because, like, Triple H it doesn't have a desire to want to work with CM Punk to put up with his attitude and, and you know what I mean? It, 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 I just don't see it working. I don't, you know, I would love with Matt. I would love to see Kenny go. For sure, I think that's I think that's long overdue. To see Kenny come down the ramp, of WWE Raw or SmackDown or whatever, the roof would come off that place. Like it would be, oh man, it would be. Could it you, would be a WrestleMania moment. Could you imagine if he was had, a surprise entrant in a Rumble? He almost had a done deal to do that the same way AJ Styles did, but then Cody Rhodes was like, "No, let's start a company." Right. They did that. In- that that would have been amazing. But to to bounce off that real quick before we get right back on track, sorry, but. I think the Young Bucks have you worked over, Cam. They are playing characters completely, and they have worked. They've worked everyone over. Um, the Young Bucks completely revolutionized the way an indie wrestler markets themselves, and I think to bring that finesse and that marketability to a place like WWE, they'd become even bigger stars than they already are. And now that they have the talent in WWE that's building up a tag division again, the Usos are on the best run of their career. The New Day are always going to be mainstays until they retire. Excuse me. Um, Gallows and Anderson, I think I just said that. <laughs> um, you've got, the, you've got uh, Judgment Day there now, too, and you've got I mean, the the tag division it's is like the Raiders coming up. back. Yeah. So, I want to make one more point here before we finish up the latter half of the card. <clears throat> Let's say WWE keeps their working relationship with New Japan open on a clean basis. You have Osprey come in. You have Omega come in. You have the Bucks come in. And then you already have Prince David, a.k.a. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Machine Gun, Doc. You could literally, as long as you keep this relationship with New Japan clean, you could literally have a Bullet Club in WWE for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And call them the Bullet Club. Right. Anyways, that was a great 
I love that conversation. It was a good sidebar. Way off topic, but anyways. <laughs> no, but it's good. It was relevant to the event. So, all right. So, Omas Braun, Matt, kick us off. So, I was pleasantly surprised with this match. They made Omas look the best he's ever looked in the wrestling ring. And I can't believe that it took Braun to do that. MVP was not there, which there's a whole well, there's a whole thing behind why he's not there. But they wrote him off the night before on SmackDown as if he was injured and he couldn't make it. Great, Um, but they made look almost they made almost look like a freaking giant and a monster in that ring. And he was the first person to ever knock Braun down as he was doing the run around the ring. He. Braun had a hard time picking him up, and but I do like that it only took one running power slam to beat him, because it looks makes it look like the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Type at type thing because he's a giant. So mm-hmm. overall, I'm giving this match a three point five. Neat. Okay. I think you're up. Yeah. Um. So I. I was pleasantly surprised with this match also. I had, like, dirt low expectations for it. So I, I, it's one of those things where you go into it with no expectations, you can't be disappointed, right? So that's what I was working off of. And, yeah, they made Omos look a lot better than he has looked ever. And the thing with you said with a guy like Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman does that. He steps up his game when he needs to. Like, he's very inconsistent, unfortunately, but... If you remember, he got good matches out of the Big Show. He got good matches out of Mark Henry. He got good matches out of some people who had no business having good matches with Braun Strowman. And it was because he, I think he has a motivation issue. When he's motivated, he's he can get good matches out of people. Um, so I feel like he really enjoyed working with Omos, and that's why we got to see a pleasantly surprising, decent match out of them. Now, it didn't light up the world for me. It was It was decent so i'm gonna give it a two and a half but that's not a knock on this match that's a there was just so much more good quality wrestling on this card that i couldn't justify giving it higher than a two and a half okay cam uh i'm completely opposite i thought this match was awful um it's it's pretty much what i expected um i mean i'll 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 be generous and i'll say this is the best that i've seen on moss look um, but I think this is his ceiling, honestly. I don't really I don't really see much more out of him. I don't think he can do much more. I think this is literally his, his limit. He's hitting his his strides right now. Where does Omas go from here after losing this match to Braun Strowman? I have no idea. Maybe he goes back to just being some, you know, bodyguard type role. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. But um <laughs> but but I don't know. It, I, I give this match a two out of five. It, it 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 was honestly bathroom break material. You know, go go get your cup refilled. Go go get some new snacks. Go get some popcorn. It, it wasn't really all that. I think I was out of the room most of this match. It's just a match I just didn't really care for. Uh, but the one strength I can say is that they made Omas look the best he's ever looked. So. All right, Prince. It's been a minute. Let's go. I didn't really have too much to say for this match I mean I got what I expected out of it you know it was decent 
was at least worth a two, two and a half. Um, friggin', I think them having uh, Omas lose after him doing as good as he did was kind of a little ridiculous, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. Right. But, I mean, yeah, I really ain't got much to say about it. What's your rating? I uh, want two, two and a half. Two and a half. Y'all, y'all are wilding, man. Y'all missing the point here. That was a five-star banger. What? Leave. All right. <laughs> All right, listen. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait. All right, listen. It was five stars of absolute trash wrestling. Okay. Uh, right. yeah, see I, did I did not care for this match at all. <laughs> I did not care for this match at all. You had, don't get me wrong, Omos looked amazing in what he did in that match. Compared to what we've seen out of him, let's be real. Okay, uh, that, that, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> but hey, I didn't... I didn't care for it. I didn't like the ending. You have Omos control this match, but one offensive move from Strowman and the match is over? It just... It, to me, I'm not even giving it a rating. It was that bad. Like, I didn't care. Me slapper. So is just a question mark. It's, it, it's a, to be determined to see how this story falls, but I'm not giving it a rating. <laughs> Now, we get into the banger, in my opinion, of the night. The Men's Tag Team Championship match. Yes. Thank you. The, the Usos and the Brawling Brutes. Holy shit. Did the <coughs> Usos make the Brawling Brutes look like they were on their fucking level? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. They're good. Yeah. Like, it, like, But, like, they made, they elevated the Brawling Brutes and gave them a household name after that yesterday. And I really enjoyed it. Top to bottom, I thought the spots were great. Um, it's Ridge Holland, right? Yeah. yeah. Him hitting the white noise, that was fantastic to Seamus. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Dunne working... I'm not calling a butch, I refuse that bullshit. Um, Pete Dunne <laughs> was just amazing. Uh, the Usos being the Usos, doing their thing. Um, some very heel tactics. They're going to try to walk away. I loved it all, top to bottom. Those two teams told a story. I'm here for it. If they do another one, I'm giving it a four point seven. Prince, I'm giving this a five star match. I enjoyed this fucking match to the fullest. The Usos, let me tell you, I am so glad they won. It's it, yeah, it it was such an obvious win that Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles are sitting right there watching that same thing like, holy fucking shit. You see that shit? Like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, I see that shit, man. Friends. Friends. Don't get him started. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Definitely a five-star match for me. It was. All right, Cam. I'm sure this long. This is a long sheet here. Go on. Yeah, the Brawling Brutes. You know, as when they first formed, 
uh, we're famous or whatever. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really care for it or whatever. But every time I see these guys come out and every time I see these guys in a tag team match, it they they improve every time. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, right, yeah. it's fight night now, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Brooks are, I mean, they're, they're they've proven themselves to be a legit tag team. Uh, when Rich Holland hit the white noise, just like the shadow said earlier, I, man, my heart dropped because I literally thought that was going to be three. Like, I was like, whoa. Like, so many near falls in this match. I don't think yeah, I've ever said that word. They were wild in that match. Yeah, they were wild. Absolutely insane. I don't, I don't think I've ever said near falls in my life, but I've just said it just now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it, was, it was amazing. Um, so I'm giving this match. Oh, yeah, and then uh, the other part I, I got to talk about was the finish was awesome too. They hit a one D from the top rope, which was like mind blowing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna give this a five out of five. This was a perfect tag team match. All right. So it seems like we've had a really good general consensus here. Uh, a couple things I do want to point out: the Usos, and actually you can kind of say this for the entire Bloodline. The Bloodline, when they are in matches with people, you know they're gonna win. You just you just know it when at, when it's time for one, for them to drop their titles. I feel like we're gonna know. So like we know they're gonna win against the Brawling Brutes. We know this, but we still want to make it like we still want that belief suspended for us at least a little bit, where we're like, oh, they might pull this off. So, Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne, they're Triple H guys, right? Right. Sheamus is probably the original Triple H guy. Thanks. So like. When Triple H took over, I'm kind of like, these guys are going to get a push, I feel like. I feel like, because before, they were just kind of there. Now, they're a legitimate faction. When Michael Cole yells, it's fight night over commentary now, I'm excited. I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's do this. This is going to be a meat slapper. It's going to be brutal. And so the Usos, and like I said, Roman Reigns also, the bloodline, they have this habit of making whoever they're going against look fantastic absolutely fan-fucking-tastic every time they get in the ring the Usos are working on the best level they've ever operated on and it really showed here because for a second we're like oh they might pull this off Ridge Holland busts out the shame and does the white noise we're like oh they might do this um, Pete Dunne is definitely reverting he's pretty much Pete Dunne now they just all they have to do is change the name back that's it well, thank God we got that bag. That match was absolute fire from start to finish. The right team won, I do think. Um, I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that the Usos in this current run they're on have solidified themselves as the best tag team in the history of WWE. I will die on that hill. Yeah, I know I think they've, they've some that. people will disagree. Some people are going to shit on me for it. I disagree. They have outshined the New Day. Right. They, they have changed their characters multiple times. Even if you hurt. take the, sorry, even if you take the faction part out of it, like the whole bloodline, yeah. they're still on the best run they've yeah. ever done. Like, Absolutely. They can cut promos, and we know that at least, and I'm sure Jimmy can too, but we know that at least Jay can thrive as a main event competitor. So like, I. I, I don't find any argument for any other tag team to be above them right now. Or ever. I don't. I don't think in history. Yeah, we've seen a lot of good tag teams. Right, and that's that's. I don't think that's a stretch. I really don't. So, I would say, I I can't give this match five stars because it didn't light me up the way Sheamus and Gunther did. 
However, it's just that much below it. So I'd say like a 4-9. Okay. Matt? So, there's not much more to say after everybody said everything about this match. <laughs> I agree with what everybody was saying. Uh, my rating is a 4.75 for this match. Um, I do want to add, though, that they had mentioned that Jay possibly has a broken wrist. Um, I think that's more of a storyline, so isn't it? We don't know. He's supposed to get an MRI done on it. Um, what I would like to see happen, if it is made into a storyline, is they in they introduce the free bird rule, and they make Sammy Ooh. as the person to take Jay's spot. No, no, no! It has to be Sammy because that adds to the Sammy and Jay thing. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing it that way. And then if they lose, the if they end up losing it, that's the reason. That Jay goes after Sammy because he's cost them the w titles. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, your mic just went from like. Years? Yeah, because I was excited. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, um, <laughs> go ahead, Prince. Uh, I just want to say that w we need ASAP Jay versus Sammy. I I don't care when, but it does need to happen soon. Add some more story to that. But eventually, Jane Sammy needs to happen. Yeah, it I has think, to yeah. that will be a highly underrated match. Look at the frustration that Jay is dealing with, and and I don't know if you guys noticed, but every time when when them two are around, there's kind of a little smirk on Sammy's face, kind of like you you feeding into you feeding into everything. So I'm gonna keep yeah, it going. And so are you trying to say he's feeling oozy? Ah. No, no. I'm with Jay. Jay. I'm not feeling oozy. Jay and Sammy could legitimately main event a pay-per-view that Roman's not fighting at. Yep. Yep. I'm a little oozy. You know, a little oozy. That's your joke because you're small? Well, it was for, it went over your head. It went over your head. Anyhow. Because I was trying Please to say something. Alex, what's your rating on the tag match? 4.75. Alright. Now, <laughs> the co-main event. Now, I know there's a few more things along the line here. <clears throat> but on the match card itself, it's the co-main event. Bianca versus Bailey. Last woman standing match. Scals, I'm, pull I'm pulling out my notes for this one. So... Oh, this match was a really good match. It was probably the third match, third best match on the card. Um, there were some sloppy spots on it. I mean, but that tends to happen in a match that goes all over the arena. Right. I am just tired of Bianca winning and retaining the belt. Tired of it. How can you have her beat one? You just had her beat three people at the last pay-per-view. Then you had her beat four people on the last Monday Night Raw. And now you have her retain using heelish methods against Bailey in this match. This is the match that should have had the title change. There should not have been a flip-flop of the tag belts. There should not have been that happening. 
This is the match that needs to have the title change, and we need to see a new women's champion. Yeah. And that's the reason why I'm only giving this match a 4.25, when it should be higher if there was a better, if the winner, if the right winner was crowned. Okay. So, with this match, I think it as speaking completely unbiased, despite the ending. The match itself was fantastic. These two women are two of the best workers on the planet, male or female. They they know each other. They have a great chemistry with each other. They bring the best out of each other. Bianca Belair has made a habit out of having the best match on any card she's on. and Or one of the best matches. Um, that being said, the, the spots were really creative. I liked the the rolling, like, what was the little crate that they she put Bianca in? I thought that was a great plan. Um, she got her hair stuck in it by accident, though, which looked like it fucking hurt. <laughs> um, I think the ending was really rough because I think, I feel like Bailey should have been trying to do that to Bianca to win the match. I don't think Bianca should be trying to put Bailey in an inescapable situation to win the match. You know what I mean? That that's a very right. heelish thing to do. Right. And the story being told would have would have worked better if Bailey did that to Bianca because Bianca's this dominant baby face like who can't, you know, she's a John Cena like type, you know? She overcomes the odds. She has to have them completely stacked against her in every way possible to even eat a pinfall of some kind or lose the match. So I feel like the ending should have been a perfect ending if it was flip-flopped and Bailey had Bianca in that ladder and won the match that way. That would have played up to Bailey's heel persona. That would have given her the title that she deserves right now. And it would have given a new edge to Bianca and hopefully a change in her character so it's just not the same shit every single week with Bianca. I love Bianca Belair, but her title reign has gotten stale for me. That being said... Match itself, I would say four out of five. All right. Cam, reading over your notes there, I see. <laughs> uh, I thought this match was incredible. I really did. I think this was, I think this was the best. I don't, I don't think we've had a lot of them anyways. But I think this was the best last woman standing match we've ever seen. I mean, I, I love how they... I love how they use their environment. I mean, Bailey broke out the what was it, like a little stadium car or whatever, trying to run over Bianca. Then, they, then she had then Bianca had her hold on to the holding on to the to the roof, and she was driving down the ramp. I thought that was amazing. Like golf, uh, yeah. You know, just like what Nate said, she, she, uh, Bailey brought out the little crate or whatever, trying to trap her inside there. Right. Bailey uh, stacked her inside some stairs and was hitting her with a kendo stick. It was just amazing. It was all over the place. Uh, the ending, um, I love the ending because. It, you know, Bianca just resorted to uh, desperation, so she was just trying to win by any means, trying to keep Bailey down from getting up and reaching the uh, 10 count. So I thought trapping her inside the uh, the ladder and putting it under the bottom rope was brilliant. Right. I, that reminded me of something like what Sami Zayn would have did back in the day when, you know, when he was like the the match magician. He was he kept using these unique ways to win matches or whatever. So I thought it was I thought it was amazing. I love Bianca. Uh, I don't. I still don't really understand the whole John Cena comparison or whatever. But I mean, hey, I, I don't think her. I don't think her title reign is. You don't. Uh, think, you don't understand the comparison. I'm sorry. You don't understand the comparison. She just beat three people in a match and made them look like jobbers. 
I I understand that, but that's, I just that's don't... it. She was Super Bianca, like how they used to call him Super Cena. I just can't. I just can't see it. I just uh, don't. You're you're I blind in regards to that. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe I maybe I'm just blind. I don't know, but I think he even pulled out a double KOD like the double AA. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. <laughs> this is the fun part about wrestling. The opinions are amazing. Everybody's got their own views, and I love it. <laughs> Continue your thoughts. Uh, so, yeah, to, to give this match a rating, I say I give it a 5-5. Five, 5 five out of 5. All right, Prince. I enjoyed this match for what it was. I felt they both looked really great. Uh, the ending, you know, you really saw the desperation with Bianca locking Bailey up in that ladder. And I felt like Bianca, see, this right here is what I got to pick on. I felt like Bianca was better than that. I felt like she could have won that match without having to do that. Uh, right. But you know what? Regardless, she won. That's cool. I think Bailey should have won. But I feel th- that there is going to be at least one more match with these two, honestly. And then Bailey wins that title. See, I totally uh, got that feeling. I like your point. But how do you book them into another match when Bailey can't get a one up on her? You know what? Um, you stale cage? You know? Okay. You do a stale cage match. Um, so that way, there's nothing to stop them. It's just a straight-up stale cage. Um, friggin' no, D- uh, no DQ, obviously. Uh, pinfall. Make it... You know what? Throw a little... Uh, some weapons on, on the uh, cage itself. No, oh, just... what's that match called? I know there's... Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Asylum match. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. Yes, yeah. thank you. We could do something like that. Um, <laughs> you could do... You could do weapons like a kendo say, stick. That's the Ambrose match. <laughs> We've done nothing but gimmicks with these two, though. There was the ladder match and a last man standing match. I mean, it... Can't they just wrestle? <laughs> Maybe that is maybe that's what it takes for Bailey to win. And I mean, no no interference. If it, if they if anybody interferes, Bianca's stripped of the title, or something along those lines, like that type of situation. Then she gets stripped of the title. If anyone uh, interferes on Bailey's behalf. She loses the chance to go for the title. Yeah. I think if you're going to do it that way, you got to do it a best of seven series match. Or or we could do best of five. Well, you know what I mean? Something along those lines where yeah, there's a reason it. to have it. There was a best of seven, and that was what caused the bar. Yep. <laughs> All right, Prince, you're waiting on this match, sir. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. So, before I go into my thoughts, I'm going to agree with Prince as a 4 out of 5. I'm not going to compare Bianca to John Cena, even though I have. But I am tired 
and absolutely tired. I love Bianca's body of work, don't get me wrong. But heel or face, make up your fucking mind where you're going with her. I can't keep doing this. She's got the heel tendencies. It's all there. It's And another thing that absolutely annoys the living shit out of me about Bianca, and I'm sorry if this pisses anybody off, but holy fuck, after she wins, she's like, I'm tired of the underdog gimmick, dude. Like, she's crying around that she won. I get it, you won, but stop. <clears throat> so, that's all I have to say about that match. I think it was, it was good. Like, the body of work itself in the match, the golf cart, the, the trunk, all that, it was good. Loved every bit of it. I think those two utilized their environment well. Um, like Cam said, I love the steel, the steel steps angle. Like I thought that was amazing. Um, they went back and forth well. So <laughs> you, you, you read what I wrote, Nate. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get into the Bray Wyatt segment. I'm not gonna go in order here. So I want to hear Prince's thoughts because <clears throat> I know my thoughts, Nate's thoughts, Scal's thoughts, but Cam and Prince aren't huge on Wyatt, if you will. Like, they're coming into the fold. So I'm interested to see your two opinions before we go into our opinions on it. So, Prince, start us off. Dude, oh my god, let me tell you. And the greatest thing about really not being a fan of... Alright, so I'm a fan of Bray Wyatt. I like what he does. But I'm not fully invested like a lot of people are. This shit is getting me so invested that... I want more of this so bad. This has been going on so well. Um, and we're finally seeing that amp up slowly. And what we got yesterday was a great start of that new level. Level 2, level 3, whatever you want to call it. And this is a perfect way. So this is getting me more excited. And... and I just, I just want to see more of this, see where we're going with this, how this is going to end up. Are they going to do, are they going to do a, the personality thing? Are they going to interject his actual family into this? Because I do know him and Bo are training his sister to wrestle. So is there going to be, is this going to be his personalities with the family coming in trying to bring... Wyndham back into real life you know either way this got me I want to I want to put all my attention on this because this is just it's it's a blink and you miss it type of thing you really want to stay focused from the start middle to the end of this it's friggin amazing right all right how about you Cam because I know I know me and you had this conversation so I'm really curious you're angle here honestly i mean i think the whole bray white thing from the start since he comes since he came back uh it's, it's kind of a head scratcher but I don't, i'm not, not not in a in a bad way um because you're curious to see every week uh every show that he's a part of where this is going to go so for me like even even the thing on smackdown when he had like this backstage uh promo again and then he goes off on some you know production manager or whatever and he's, I mean, he's like, he's literally, it, it's like, I think I told you this, I think, uh, but it, but it's like he's 
like he's losing his mind, like slowly but surely. Like it's like his, it's like his, the the dark side of his personality are just like causing his like paranoia. You know, it's like causing right. his mind to just slowly, slowly but surely. So I, I'm liking where it's going. I don't. I, again, I have no idea where it's going, but I think that's the glory of it. We're kind of kept in the dark as to where it could go. The possibilities is is why it's six of faction. Is it just his six personalities? Is he bringing his family? In? We don't know. But each week, each time he's on something or part of something, we are invested to seeing. Right. So, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's very interesting thing angle, and I think. I think right now Bray is even above, you know, your typical heel or babyface or whatever, because you or, or tweener or anti-hero or whatever you want to call it. He's, he's just, in an aura of his own at this point. Yeah, he's he's his own he's he's his own thing right now. He's 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 nothing right now. He's not a babyface or a heel. He's just his own his own self. And so wherever they take this angle, I think it's going to be the cherry on top to this whole storyline. So. Yeah, Bray is on probably just like Seth Rollins, who I believe is on his best run of his career right now. I think Bray is on the verge of his best work we've seen in WWE uh, so far. All right, Those solid opinions. Um, Nate, how about you? Well, I think we, I mean it's pretty you know well known that Bray Wyatt is one of the best mic workers in the business. We knew this. So right. we kind of expected great promos from him, and he's delivered that tenfold. So the next question that everyone seemed to be having is, what is he going to do? What is he going to, you know, who's he going to feud with? Um, is he going to be put in the title picture? Something like that. Personally, I don't think he needs to, I think he needs to stay far away from the title picture. I think he needs to stay away from it completely. Doesn't even need to sniff the title picture because he is above it. He is above the title. He doesn't need a belt around his waist to validate his work. He needs to just get this adulation from the fans that he gets every week. It's been over a month. He's getting welcome back chants every week. Every week he gets welcome back chants. Because people, he, he's connected with people in a way that just doesn't happen very often. You see it with Daniel Bryan. You see it with Kofi Kingston. You see it with Becky Lynch. But Bray Wyatt has a different kind of connection to them. It's like he's an artist. He's he's cre- he's painting an his own and his own story. He incorporate he incorporates these things that are like a part of his psyche, a part of his mental health. He's been you know he hasn't been shy about the fact that he suffered from mental health issues, especially with passing of some of his friends the last couple of years. Um, I do think this is about to be the best version of Bray Wyatt that we see. And I think we might see for the very first time a long-term feud with a person and himself. I think I think that's what this is going to end up being, is he's fighting his own inner demons or whatever you want to call them. And I think it leads to a showdown between Bray Wyatt and somebody as the Fiend at WrestleMania. Yeah, I've said that point a few times. Um... Well, I'll go and I'll let Matt go last here. I thought the promo last night, or, or excuse me, not last night, yesterday, was mm-hmm. absolutely, it played into the story so well. It's also the first time we all clearly understood the message that Uncle Howdy projected. Like, it was crystal clear this time. And I follow Bray a lot. I know Matt does. 
I've listened to tones on different promos throughout the years. Everybody's like, oh, well, Uncle Howdy is Bray. It's not. I don't care. If you listen to Taylor, a.k.a. Bo Dallas' it's Bo- voice. I was just going to say it's Bo. And <laughs> he has the same range as Bray, but it's a little little different. So you get um, you have people guessing, oh, well, it's Bray. I truly think it's Taylor. And it has nothing to do with the earring because literally that could just be placed there as whatever. A red hand. <laughs> a red right. earring. <laughs> but when it, when it comes down to it, this whole storyline that Bray is putting on, I've heard people say, oh, well, Bray should face Roman because they're both red hot. No. Because you can't book yourself that match and have it perfectly project. Okay. We'll have a, a reaction. Okay. Let's say Bray wins. Yay, we're happy. Roman's not champion anymore. Cool, blah, blah, blah. But that just, it diminishes Roman's work, his body of work. You put Roman over Bray, that diminishes everything Bray's done since returning. Like, it's just, you can't book it. You just can't. They're both entities right now that are solid. You can't argue with either body of work, no matter how much you want to say you can, you you just can't. And if you do do that match, you who do you have looking strong? Because you have to have one. Exactly. Yeah. You can't book that match they to where it and Bray last time. And that didn't turn out well and we all we all made our voice heard on that one. Um but <clears throat> I don't know in the entire I don't know, twenty nine years that I've been watching wrestling because I've been watching since I was two. I don't remember a time where a wrestler feuded with himself and it'd be this intriguing. Mm-mm. I think the closest you could compare to the feud with himself would be Brian Pillman. And that's it. That's, that's just, maybe Gold Dust, because, well, Gold Dust is, yeah. But as Nate said, Bray is above the belts. He's Undertaker esque when it comes to those championships, he doesn't need it. So, I'm here for this long story. I've been avoiding pretty much everything I can when it comes to things about Bray because I just want to focus on what's coming next. I don't want to skip ahead. I don't want to know anything. Uh, Matt, finish this out here. Huh. I mean, just his aura that he gives off just shows how much he means to everybody within the company as well as all of the fans um the promo last night this was the first time you actually saw Bray with Uncle Howdy on the screen every other time all, to being revealed. every other time the lights have gone out Bray has disappeared and all you saw was Uncle Howdy and then and the show ended and that was it this is the one time you saw, as you, if you were watching, almost from Bray's perspective, to Uncle to listen to what Uncle Howdy is saying, <laughs> and I think that's why it sounded like you were saying that it's it was crystal clear, because they wanted you to think to act like you were Bray Wyatt at that point, listening to what he was saying, right. and I just think that it's gonna make the next couple weeks with the build up all the way over the next couple months that much more better I don't think um, Bray will be wrestling for quite a while 
if he does wrestle, the first time he probably would get into a ring and wrestle would either be the Royal Rumble or Mania. Um, Scarlison, yes, Bray versus Brock would be a great build and could be a long feud, but Bray doesn't need anybody right now, like especially somebody that's on a higher level than him in regards to what they've done within the company. Brock yeah. has Brock has achieved so much. If you put him up against him and then Brock beats him, that's it. Like you don't oh, need Bra- you don't need Bray to lose to anybody right now. And no. just look what Unless happened. It's his just, own look what, just look what happened with Goldberg. Like everybody thought that match was going in and he was going to win, no issues. And then the Fiend lost to Goldberg, and it was the downfall of the Fiend. That would be the exact same thing to happen if Bray got into a match with anybody and, they, and he lost. And so, like, picture this, too. Bray Wyatt fighting his inner demons. Maybe he doesn't wrestle until WrestleMania where he takes on one of these demons or whatever that are in his head. Bray Wyatt wins, obviously. That's the obvious story that's told. Um... Who's the hot? Who's who could possibly be hotter after WrestleMania than that? Roman Reigns, if he goes against The Rock, is just going to beat The Rock. That doesn't. I don't think that does much for him at this point. I get the. It I just cements it. That, it just cements his legacy. That, right, and I get that. That's fine. <clears throat> but he doesn't come out of WrestleMania hotter than Bray Wyatt does. Bray Wyatt will be the hottest like act in pro wrestling as he overcomes demons like that because that's relatable to people. And it connects with people, and I, I think it'll. I just. I think it'll put him on an even higher level than he's at now. Bray, Bray doesn't need to face Randy either. Like, look what happened last WrestleMania when that happened. Bray he lost to Randy Orton twice at WrestleMania. I don't Bray, want to see this again. Bray just needs to focus on him right now, and that's the entire point of this story. Is he needs to fight all of his inner demons in order to be the best Bray Wyatt that he could be. And for all we know, legitimately, this could be the last run that Wyndham Rotunda is on. We don't know. Right. I feel like he's coming back because he wants to sew up his legacy. And we could see him for two years, five years, ten years. We don't know. And if this is, I hope it's not, but if this is the end of, of Wyndham Rotunda in wrestling, he's going out on his terms and doing it the his way. <clears throat> but that's beside the point. <clears throat> All right. if, if he does go out too, though, and, and like if his family does end up being a part of this storyline, uh, I can see even if even if this is his last run, I would say I don't think he's just completely going out. He's gone, no traces of him at all. Because if he brings his family in, I think he's replenishing the storyline with having his family continue uh, the story and then branching off and doing their own storylines as well. So I don't think he'll just be gone and then that's it. A lot of people fail to realize though the Rotunda family is like the roads, the McMahon's of this company. It runs deep. Like it's and, and and the blood and the the Samoan dynasty, like it's it runs deep. Not many yeah. people realize that. Blackjack Mulligan, so, Mary Wyndham, IRS, you name it. Right, and like last night where Bray's like, oh, I want to be the best one above them all, and the crowd literally 
Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Like, it's not done. The story is far from over. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're talking about a promo more in depth than we've talked about any match yet. Right. right. <laughs> so, now. Yes. It's time. So, to discuss. <laughs> go ahead, Nate. I was going to say, before, so before we dive into, I'm gonna, I'll let you do the announcement. Before we dive into it, there's one thing that I want to say that might not be seen as a big thing on the surface, and it's this isn't really even wrestling related. It is societal. So the press conference, that crowd, the crowd in Saudi Arabia, where Sami Zayn is not allowed to go, was chanting for Sami Zayn. So, to me, that says this man, despite the fact that the government doesn't want him there, the people of that country want him there. Because they respect and they love what he's doing for pro wrestling, and they push political shit aside. And I don't, that might not seem like a big thing on the surface, but a Saudi Arabian crowd chanting for a Syrian descendant is massive in the terms of in, culture. Yeah. Yeah. In societal terms, that is massive. But anyways. Anyway. Yeah. That's a great point. And appreciate the, uh, the press conference discussion there. Um, but yeah, it's time now. And we are going to start with Matt on this for arguably one of the, well, no, not arguably the greatest crowd jewel main event we've had. So, Matt. I I did not have huge expectations for this match, even though huge, huge, huge. Okay. I did not have huge expectations because it's only Logan Paul's third match in the business. Right. Yes, Roman is top of the mountain. But for Logan Paul to put himself at that level with Roman and have the match that he had, suffering a torn ACL, a torn MCL, and possibly a torn meniscus in the middle of the match and finishing, this man needs to get his props and his due. Because what he did is more... I don't want to say heroic, but it's better than 90% of the athletes in professional sports would do. A lot of them would stop what they were doing, they would cry, they would complain, they would not even finish what they were scheduled to do. And he put on probably one of the best Roman Reigns matches we have seen in the last six to nine months. I think the one match that would be close to this with Roman Reigns would be the one with Riddle. I think that was the last one that would be like on this level. The one before that would be be Rollins with the DQ. But I was so impressed with Logan Paul. I love the Buckshot Lariat and I think that's where he injured himself. If you go back and watch it, that's where his knee it looked like the way he hit. He hit. He actually hit his the back of his knee on the uh, uh, the barricade outside the ring, 
And, like, I don't know if you, that spot happened before the buckshot lariat, too. So I think that's where it happened, because after that was when I started noticing him. Like, as I went back and watched mm-hmm. to try and see if I could find it, I think that's where it happened. He got, like, pushed into the barricade, and his knee, like, straightened and buckled. And I think that's where it happened, which makes the buckshot lariat even more impressive. So, Matt, if, if that's I, know where it I know you're ending up your notes here, boy. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to say their final rating until everybody's spoken their opinion on the match. Okay. That's cool with everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> I, love, off here, I loved the the first person perspective on the frog splash with the camera. I love the fact that he turned in midair. He did the little slow-mo and he did not drop the phone and hit a perfect frog splash onto the announce table. I just feel like that's a society thing where we don't want to drop our phones these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did that, and the phone didn't crack. Like, the screen did not crack. I don't know. He must have, like, superior phones to everybody else because I don't know how this phone would not crack on that. <laughs> I'm going to go on a rant when it's my turn. So. <laughs> But that's okay. If you if it's what you just read in there, I'm gonna let you oh, go because you're next. I'm, um, I'm not I'm gonna com- I'm not gonna comment on that. Um, but and then he did the sweet chin music, and that's because sweet chin H- big boot. I call that, but yeah, that's because HBK was training him. And I feel like it's he, he actually said you can use it, and he was passing it along to him. Or it's in a respect thing because HBK trained him. Well, there are there was rumors that HBK wanted a current wrestler to start using his move to keep it alive. Fair but enough. I'm finished. I'll give my rating later. Nate, the floor is yours. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> All right. So if you follow me on TikTok, you know I've already had this discussion with people. What do you expect Logan Paul to do about a move set when he's three matches into his career? That's my question to you. Do you expect him to just invent new moves that already ex- that don't exist? That's dangerous. That's dangerous for a wrestler who's been doing it for 20 years. You can't just do that. Every move you ever see in wrestling has been used by somebody else. The Buckshot Lariat was invented by Chris Canyon. I don't know if you know who that is. Yep. Chris Cannon is the guy who invented the buckshot lariat. And it wasn't a finishing move. It was just a buckshot lariat. It was called the slingshot lariat. Um, Every move you ever see a wrestler do these days was done by somebody else first. The frog splash, Kevin Owens, Eddie Guerrero. um, I'm losing my mind. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. The Usos, Jimmy Snuka. Like, come on. Don't be stupid. Anyways. This I mean, match was absolutely incredible. I had high expectations for it because Logan Paul has proven not once, not twice, but now after this match three times, he belongs in this business. He was born for this business. I don't care what you say about anything about who he was before he became a pro wrestler. He was born to be a pro wrestler. This is the perfect place for him. I want to see him win a world championship at some point. It, it was not the right time yesterday. He that, respects the business, that. too. 
He respects the hell out of the business. He's been playing a character for the last 10 years. I don't know if you guys realize that, but the person Logan Paul portrays himself online and on TV and in front of a camera is not the person Logan Paul really is. And if you want to bring up that Forrest thing, come to me because I'll dropkick you. Anyways, because <laughs> we, we, we can talk about things pro wrestlers have done. We can talk about Stone Cold putting his wife in the hospital. We can talk about Jimmy Snuka and Lex And I'll leave it at that. You're right. I'm sorry. But it's my, the point is it's a stupid argument to make. It's a really right. stupid argument to make that he videotaped something a long time ago and put it on the internet, took it down and apologized when he was 20 years old. I don't want to hear it. Logan Paul was born for this. I want to see him main event a WrestleMania and win a world championship in the next three or four years. Please and thank you. Apparently the Undertaker's coming on the screen. I'm looking at Cam's background. <laughs> Before Cam goes, and I don't want to cut you off here, I, I apologize, Nate, but that we, we could go really dark that whole topic so I apologize for cutting you off there you're good but, but I made my point go ahead well Jesus Nate uh, you put me in a shitty situation here uh, I have to have to follow that but um, I don't have a whole lot more to add to this match I think it was phenomenal uh, first and foremost uh, this proves that Logan Paul is an absolute superstar I don't want to hear it. Haters, suck it. I don't care. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, he's he's a superstar. His third match in. Uh, I mean, the buckshot lair was beautiful. I mean, he gave he gave Hangman a run for his money. It was beautiful. He even hit a Superman punch. It was beautiful. better than CM Punk's. I, I mean, come on. It was better than Punk's. Like, it, it was it was amazing. Like, I have nothing else to add to it. I'm speechless. Logan Paul, superstar. Love him, hate him, doesn't matter. He's here to stay, and uh, I'm looking to see more matches from Logan Paul for sure. So, all right, fair enough, Prince. Yo, yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking Logan Paul. Let me tell you, this man is fucking phenomenal. He did in that match was friggin' amazing. This man has proven time and time again why he belong in this business. And Nate, he should be world champion at one point. And regardless, has proven to me why I should back him up. And honestly, friggin', I'm I'm happy with this match. The outcome was great. The match itself was friggin' fantastic. That buckshot lariat, forget about it. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, buddy, hello back. <laughs> Logan Paul is definitely really fantastic. As a Celebrity coming in as a as a YouTube YouTuber coming in, he did fucking fantastic. <clears throat> you go back and just watch the training videos alone. The amount of hours that he's put he's put in with with Shawn Michaels training him. I mean, come on, this man is living proof of friggin' if you put your all into it, if you. If you bust your ass, you can make it. And you know what? Logan Paul is doing doing the best he can with what he got. And let me tell you, he may not be an actual wrestler, but the thing is, this man proven every time he comes out why we acknowledge him just as much as we acknowledge an actual professional wrestler. For, for not being a professional wrestler, this man has been doing some great fucking things. 
And I'll tell you this, I will acknowledge and pay respect to Logan Paul, especially after yesterday. That match was friggin' fantastic. Holy shit. <laughs> James, I'm just gonna say this. He is a professional wrestler. 100%. But, continue. Absolutely. You got anything else to say, Prince? No. I'm just, I'm just, I really am happy match i am yeah no and feeding off everybody here i'm going to say the one thing that nobody has mentioned out of the four of you well i'll get into i'll get into logan but can we appreciate the fact that roman actually wrestled a match for the first time in a while like this man he did work like i'm used to seeing roman do his roman shit but like this reminded me of his like mid 2010 run where he was actually wrestling matches like he it was great like Roman was involved and I really enjoyed that he's so um, like a motherfucker he did he did like it was amazing like his facial expression like he was he was there for it um also gotta pay no, um acknowledgement to the Miz he helped bring Logan up to speed if you will yeah and he did HBK as well Shout out to whoever is working with Logan. He is an amateur wrestler. And he showed that last night. I thought that was amazing. He had Roman is going up. Um, the spots in the match were amazing on both ends. They both carried that well. I enjoyed it. Very precise. Um, we're going to talk about the buckshot layer that everybody's mentioned. I, I said this yesterday and I'll say it again today. Logan Paul's buckshot lariat looked fantastic it was amazing now everybody's like comparing it to hangman hold on hangman does it with calculation and precision where logan did it with athleticism and precision all right both look fantastic like cam said he gives hangman a run for his money and i agree but like you watch that lariat logan threw himself halfway across that ring to hit that Hangman only comes over at a certain angle and then goes. He didn't even take a step either. He like flipped and jumped. He didn't. Step. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying with the whole athleticism part, right? Yeah. Um, to Matt's point, the table spot, fantastic. Um, every teen girl in the world was about to cry when Logan took off with that phone. Though I guarantee you, because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, the phone. Um, I watched this match with my two sons who are big Logan and Jake Paul fans. And obviously they acknowledge wrestling as they're wrestling fans as well. But my kids were like, I, like that match left everybody in a, I've seen, I've seen reactions to certain stuff, but holy shit. There was times in that match where you actually believed Logan was going to win. And it was like, what is going on? Like, they suspended any belief that Roman was winning. And that's what I'm here for with this wrestling. Um, I love how the Usos got involved because they didn't technically try to get involved. They just came down to check on Roman. Okay. And then they beat up uh, Paul's boys, which is amazing. I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> one, one of them went on Twitter afterwards. He's like, how did I even get hit? Like, what did I do? <laughs> You know them wanted to do that too. They're like, oh, please, of course. Please. It was just good. That, that's good TV. That is good um, 
I, I, I kind of was annoyed with Jake coming down. We knew it was going to happen. Unfortunately, we knew it was coming. <clears throat> um, him coming out to Everyday Bro, his YouTube song was fucking stupid, but I digress with that. I would have loved to see Solo throw a punch at him. Yeah. Um, They're holding I off am on gonna that. <laughs> I am going to critique Jake a little bit. His little jabs. Bro, you're yeah. supposed to be a professional boxer and you look that stupid? I'm sorry, no. The Uso sold the fuck out of him, though. I know, but those punches were so pathetic, especially out of, out of a professional boxer, bro. Come on. Expect a little bit more of a fucking jab. Pardon. <laughs> Anyways. Skullison, Logan is signed for three years, so he's staying. He's that, not going anywhere. That match, that match is great. Logan's on a track to be somewhere in the mid-card for a while, if not inches away from the main event. <laughs> I mean, I love that they threw him into this pay-per-view. It got a lot of viewers that probably don't watch wrestling into it. Um, and what a so show they were introduced my, to. My thoughts are concluded. Prince, I want to start with you. What's your rating of the match? I'm going to give this a 7. Okay. A 7 out of 5. That's a new one. New record. <laughs> uh, Cam. <laughs> Um, we're in five. Five, five, okay. Nate? So in terms of, like, enjoyability and pure main event feel, it's a five for me. In terms of the quality of wrestling, I'd say probably like a four, seven, five. Because that Sweet Chin music attempt looked pretty rough. Mm. But I think he just, I think he just overthought the fact that he was, it was going to be reversed. Um, but yeah, I would say four, seven, five overall, 4.75. All right, Matt. Uh, I'm in the same boat with uh, with Nate on this one. I'm gonna give it a okay. I'm gonna give it a four point eight. So that's gonna conclude our review of each match and breaking down. I want to. I'm gonna give this show. This this will be out of ten. Just so everybody's aware. Um, I'm going to give the show itself a seven point, or excuse me, an 8.5 out of 10 because it has been the best Saudi show we've had. I'm only giving it 8.5 due to some results and some stupid, I don't want to say booking, so I'll say stupid creative. Uh, Matt? Come back to me. Okay, Nate? I'm going to give this pay-per-view a 9. I think the only match that fully, that really kind of brought anything down whatsoever was Omos and Braun. And even then, that match exceeded my expectations for it. So, I mean, it's hard to fault the pay-per-view. Uh, the things holding it back were that match and Bailey not winning the championship. Right. Everything else, I can't, I have nothing to complain about. Prince... I'm going to give it, uh, with this being my first Saudi show, I'm going to give this right now an 8 until I'm able to go back and finish the other ones. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll right. go Cam. I was going to go back oh, to Matt. I'm ready. All right, Matt, here you go. Um, based off of some of the results, if the results went the way that I wanted it to, it probably would be a 9. Um... But with the way they are, I'm giving it an 8.25. All right. And Cam, to end up the show here for us. Uh, with uh, 
the Brock Bobby ending, the Omas and uh, Braun Strowman match, and then of course the swapping of the uh, women's tag team titles. I'm going to give this show a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, it was a great show. Definitely the best uh, Crown Jewel Saudi show we've seen so far. So uh, just those three matches were kind of iffy on, you know, the ending decisions, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, okay. uh, 9.5. All right. Guys, you heard our opinions. You heard our thoughts. You heard our ratings. Leave some comments on YouTube. And wherever you want to leave your comments, leave them. We're here to listen. Prince, thank you for joining us for our prediction and review of Crown Jewel. Where can we find you? You can find TikTok at Prince 88 Good comedy, good wrestling. Yeah, buddy, holla back. Woo, woo, what? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and uh, obviously now this is the four it's remaining in here that are chatting out. are off the top people. Our newest member would be Cam, a resident... Nate, myself, and Matt. Cam, where can we find you? You can find me on TikTok at Cam's Wrestling Corner. You can find me on Instagram at 317 Bacon Eggs and Cam. Uh, so, yeah. I also have a backup page on uh, TikTok as well called uh, Call Me Cam G. So, yeah. uh, where can we find the beard? <laughs> wherever, wherever, wherever the beard goes, I'll go to. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate. I was gonna say something. So, if you want to come at me and you want to argue about Logan Paul and you want to talk to me, let's start a fight. Oh, yeah. Come to my TikTok. We'll start a fight at Nate McNamara WB. If you want to see some really uh, a bunch of you know grown men acting like idiots about how much we love pro wrestling, you can follow us at the Wrestle Bros on TikTok. All pro. Um, that's some positive, fun content. Me on my own. Come fight with me. Let's go. Matt, where can we find you? So I, on Twitter, we have off the top uh, pod with some underscores in between all the, the words. On um, YouTube, you can just search for us now with off the top LLC. We got a handle on there, so now it's easier to find us. If you do are checking us out on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. This way you get the notifications of when we drop the new videos. Perfect. You can find me on TikTok at ThatGuyShadow.91. You can find me on Twitter at ThatGuyShadow91. You can also find Off The Top TikTok at Off The Top LLC. Uh, thanks, everyone. This was a great show. I thought it uh, we reviewed it pretty well and depthly. And I hope you all have a, had a great weekend and enjoyed the show. Leave some thoughts. Catch you in the next one. We hope to see yeah, you guys again bye. soon.